Hello and welcome. I'm Simon. I am Haney. And I'm still Alexander. We are still needed in tech, covering the latest from the IT industry with a specific focus on Microsoft and how to get actual value from technology. This is episode 247, recorded on November 29, 2023. You will be able to find this and our previous episodes on needipintech.com, iTunes, Spotify, and on most podcasting platforms. So, we have received an email from one of our listeners. So, the Just email actually... Multiple. Multiple, uh, but... Emails. But we will now focus on one of our listeners. So today we would like to thank Hendrik uh, for reaching out to us. And Hendrik is a um, junior data engineer uh, who wants to start attending conferences and user groups. Uh, And for some reason, he he, uh, thinks that we have a lot of experience in attending user groups and conferences. So he asked us, where should he start? What should he think of? What are the good places to be? Um, and if there, we have any good suggestions on how to attend and what to think of when you're there. So first of all, Henrik, thank you for listening. And uh, we hope that you enjoy what we are about to share uh, and that you continue to be one of our listeners after this episode. So I was thinking, do you remember, because I actually recorded in an episode uh previously today for another podcast uh, where we talked about my first experience with the IT community. And I spoke about my absolute first user group, uh, which were in January, I think, uh, 2011th, when it was the System Center user group in Stockholm. Uh, and I got to listen to Johan Arvenmark and Jorgen Nilsson for the first time. Uh, and uh, I, I still vividly remember it and how great it were. And it's still on my bucket list to be on the same stage at some point with with both of these persons. So do you, do you remember your first conferences or user groups? Yeah, uh, I think my first user group was the Finland Azure user group mm-hmm. uh, that gathered very, very regularly in Helsinki at that point live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually remember... Mainly the speakers at that event, mm-hmm. not so much the topics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says, but, you know. Anyways, uh, I think it was just a nice way to connect uh, with the topics that I was working with. And then the first conference for me has probably been the Tech Days in Finland, uh, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. When was this? Uh, difficult question. <laughs> I don't remember. Some years ago. Some years ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Yes, yes, before COVID, so who knows. Yeah, yeah. And speaking about many years, when did Alexander attend his first <laughs> event? So Nice one. I, I, I can tell you the first conference that I went to. Mm-hmm. And that was actually Oracle Open World in probably 2003. That is an impressive first conference to attend. It it is absolutely. I mean, it was the 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 first time that I was in the states on my own. Mm-hmm. Everything was just enormous, and I did a couple of things that I still remember that I, I just cannot understand that I did. When it comes to user groups. I was so late to the party with the user groups. I I did not know that they existed as a, a phenomenon. So I don't think I went to a user group uh, maybe 2014, 
2014 or 2015. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Because I, I didn't know it was a thing. Hmm. And uh, that was um, that was the Swedish SQL user group hmm. yeah. that I came into contact with just by by complete happenstance. Hmm. Um, and the, the reason why I didn't get that was that I was extremely uh, introvert hmm. back then. I, I'm, I'm still an introvert. People might not believe that, but I, I really did not meet people. I did hmm. not go out of my way to find others. I, I stayed in doing my thing and that's not conducive to finding these kinds of events. Hmm. So if, if anything, one takeaway from this episode is please don't be me. Please don't do what I do. <laughs> Because it 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 pushed my career probably a decade down the line before it really started to take off. And and should we then start by explaining the, the difference between a user group and a conference and, and what would be the value of attending each of them? Um so so my view on that is that a user group is general relatively local. So it's a Swedish thing or it's a city thing or something like that. And it's usually on a specific topic. So it's it's limited in geography and it's limited in technology. Uh, and it usually has sponsors, but it's not like it's not arranged by a certain vendor or such. So it's a real community-driven relatively small um, event that occurs a couple of Just times about a always year. Or... Free, to, free to attend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, yeah, in absolute most cases. Um, but that depends a lot. Like we, We'll get back to different communities as well because that is so different. Mm. Uh, conferences, on the other hand, and now tell me if, if you think I'm wrong, is usually bigger. Uh, they can be arranged by either a, either a vendor uh, or by a community, but it's usually bigger. It's usually trying to attract people from a wider audience and a wider geography. Uh, often multiple days, which user groups in some communities um, aren't, and in some communities are. But bigger in most perspectives, usually broader in scope and attracts a broader audience. W would you say that that is a good explanation between the user group and the and the conference. I would say so, yes, but as as everything with everything else there is a sliding scale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you have user groups that morphed into pretty darn large mm -hmm. events on their own. Yeah. So that that is the combination mm -hmm. of a, a narrow scope but a very big event. Gebrauchstag yeah. mm -hmm. in in the the Netherlands, the, the Dutch mm -hmm. Power BI uh, user mm. days. It's only about Power BI, but they're yeah. over a thousand people. And and then you obviously have different ways of attending these events. So you can go 100% online, uh, you can do hybrid setups, and you can do on in-person setups. And they can be either community-driven or vendor-driven, and there are upsides and downsides of each of them. Uh, but in most cases, there are sponsors at least involved. So you will get some something from a vendor at some point too. Um, and I think user groups is a great way to start because at least you can get to like know a couple of local people that do the same thing or a similar thing to what you do, which might be a good introduction to a conference and might also be a way for you not to feel lonely 
when you get to a bigger event, possibly in another country. Uh, because even I that have attended, I don't know how many conferences, I, in many cases, the I've, I've been the only person I know there <laughs> at some cases. And, and even though I'm an experienced speaker and I've been to many events and travel a lot, it's still somewhat lonely. Uh, so it's always good to know someone. How how do you see user groups and conferences? Is, is are there any values of each of them that you would like to emphasize? Well, I think for user groups, since it is oftentimes more local, it is as you mm -hmm. said, very much for like finding those quite local connections. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also a great way to just freshen up your knowledge if you just want to attend, uh, just to either expand your knowledge a little bit, listen about topics you don't always work with even yourself, or connect with somebody who can help you in like specific uh, areas that you're working with. I do also think they're like just very good for um, networking, mm -hmm. not the, you know, <laughs> the other type of networking, yeah. <laughs> people networking. So... If you at some point are thinking about a career change or anything like that, it's also a great way to know people directly, to hear about what kind of employees are out there, what kind of possibilities are even out there, because we live our, in our little bubbles, so we might not even mm -hmm. know that there's some kind of opportunity out there unless we expand our horizon a little bit. So that's uh, just some things that come to mind. I think that is a very good point, because if you look at where user groups came from, they were here before YouTube, before it was easy to, to get knowledge. You had mm -hmm. books. Absolutely, you had books. But there's only so much you can learn from a book. And going to a local user group where someone talks about something, you can ask questions about the topic. Mm -hmm. That's how you learn. Mm. And it's easy to think that that is obsolete now with YouTube and, and all those online uh, sources. But what Hini just said, I think is the most important aspect of, of both a conference and a user group, but especially a user group, the whole social aspect, talking to other people, mm. learning about what challenges do they face? Not only focusing on, take my user group, for instance, I run the Swedish Power BI user group, and it is a surprisingly non-technical user group. It's consisting of, of a lot of, of business users. So we usually end up talking about not necessarily one aspect of Power BI, but more of how do you solve this specific problem? How do you create a profit and, and loss reporting in Power BI, for instance? How, how would you apply this tool? That is a, a vastly more interesting conversation and way more difficult to put on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So absolutely talking to people and then figuring out what, what kind of issues they have. And also, as, as you said, Henny, uh, thinking of, of changing jobs, I have the job that I have because of community. So now we'll head into like choosing a conference, but let's start with what do you think makes a good, and I think we should start, we'll focus on conferences for now, and we can talk about user groups at another point. But what, what makes a good conference? Oh, wow. It's, that is such a good question. And do you have an I, answer? So <laughs> difficult to answer. I, 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 I had a thousand things that I wanted to say, but mm -hmm. it, it, 
I, I kind of stop in my track and go, yeah, I, I can tell you what a good conference feels like. Yeah. But <laughs> figuring out what makes it good and putting that into words, so ooh, that is difficult. Can I try something that just came to my mind? I think uh, I, I, my elevator pitch that I invented when I first met Brad Anderson for the first time was um, I create happy users by eliminating disturbance. I think that is what I really like with conferences. When you are at a conference and everything just flows so you can focus on the networking, focus on the learnings, because the worst thing ever is if you have the food runs out, the food's bad, so you need to find some other thing to eat and you get low in blood sugar and all of that. When you can't find where to go, uh, when speakers aren't pre like performing as well as they should be doing, and, and that's natural, but there are, in some instances, people that might have required some more training before standing on stage. Um, or when expectations in general are, are not fulfilled. So I think like when, and I think that's the feeling you're after to some mm -hmm. extent, where you also feel safe enough mm -hmm. to ask these questions, to walk up to a speaker. Um, and, and, and to some extent, I think what makes a good conference in hindsight good is did you get value for what you spent and it might not necessarily be money it can be time so if we start to wrap our minds around that is is that in the direction you were thinking as well and, and can we try to find some good things that are is, is absolutely essential i i think you're definitely on to something because why are you at a conference you're there to learn things you can do that either by attending sessions mm -hmm. to learn specific information, or you can learn by attending the hallway track, which is something mm -hmm. I'm sure we're going to be covering in, in a bit, i.e. The, the informal sessions that you get by talking to other people in the hallway mm -hmm. or in the expo or whatever. Or you're there to learn by just interacting with others. I, I know for a fact mm -hmm. people that go to, to conferences but don't go to the conference. They yeah. stick around in the <laughs> bars around the, the event to just talk to people, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and any event that focuses everything on streamlining that to this is what we need to fulfill. The, these are the, the basics that we just need to not have to think about. Food, uh, mm. temperature, good <laughs> audio video, mm -hmm. uh, all those things that we, we sort of kind of take for granted. And as soon as something that we take for granted doesn't work, then we remember it. And then it was not mm -hmm. that great a, of a conference. So yes, mm -hmm. I think you're definitely onto something there. I, I would also highlight kind of the one aspect you touched, kind of mm -hmm. having that safe and I would say also welcome environment. Mm -hmm. And I think that is maybe something that is a little harder to put a finger on it, what creates that. But I do think mm -hmm. the organizing... Uh, group has a lot of effect on that, not just kind of the organizers before the event, but all the volunteers that are, for example, there with their organizer shirts on. Are they, mm -hmm. you know, engaging in conversation mm -hmm. with people they don't know, or are they just there if you ask them a question? 
and mm. you know all these little things that have to do with how is communication done and things like that. Yeah. And uh, so there there are things that we have touched on things like food and temperature and all the practical things. Uh, I do think that we also can agree on that there needs to be a mix uh, between official learning opportunities, which are sessions, labs, things like that, inofficial learning sessions, which are the hallway tracks. I kind of enjoy when you have good breaks, so like half an hour between sessions. It will mean that you get one or two sessions less per day, but you don't have to rush. Uh, you can actually speak to a lot of people. You can speak with the, the speakers and all of that. Uh, so mm -hmm. that is something that I value a lot. Uh, I kind of like I a good mix of speakers too, so where you can get mm -hmm. new perspectives. There are conferences where it's the same speakers all over again, and, and they might be brilliant at what they do, but you get a very narrow picture of the world. Uh, so I think it's uh, things like that. So should we perhaps, just so we, we don't end up out of time, where should Hendrik start and where should others start and looking at 2024 and what we know about that? What what are your suggestions? And then, then we, we can talk about data specifically where it's your area of expertise. Uh, and for the rest of the audience, which have other interests, uh, I, I can say a few, but let's start with data. Where, where should Hendrik start and why? So he's in analytics and... Mm -hmm. It all depends on if he wants to have his head completely blown or if he wants to start slightly more relaxed. So the, the, by far the main event in 24 will be sequel bits at Farnborough in, in the mm -hmm. UK. That's going to be in March. Mm -hmm. And th this is the event. And I, I say that after having been to hundreds of events. Mm -hmm. it, it ticks all the boxes. It's it's a huge event. Yes, it, mm -hmm. it costs some money, but it is not that expensive compared to other events in the States, for instance. It's community run. It, mm -hmm. It's backed by a huge organizing machine, but it's, it's community run. Um, all the speakers are community speakers. You have amazing opportunities to volunteer. You can do mm -hmm. as much as or, or as little as you want to. Um, which is also a way to to uh, decrease the the cost of the event. If you if you do uh, do some um, volunteering, you get to go for for a cheaper price, and everything is approachable. The everything just works, and the content is extremely diverse. It's not <laughs> only these are the ten top cool things in Power BI. No, it's it's so much more. And one thing that I love about bits that is slowly coming to most technical conferences on, on, on the analytics side, at least the, um, the non-technical tracks that mm -hmm. may or may not have anything to do with technical stuff, but it absolutely impacts your, your work. So mm -hmm. that is the best conference. The flip side of that is you can top it. So <laughs> After having attended bits, you will spend the next 11 and a half months just waiting just for in, bits in, next year. Yes. You're going to be in a gray mm -hmm. day because it's, it's, it's still so long until next bits. But, but would you then say that 
that is a strategy because I few people are as fortunate as we are in attending as many events and speaking as at as many events as we are. So is SQL bits enough for a year? For well, most that, people? That's also a great question. Uh, it it really depends on a, a couple of factors. What do you want to achieve? If you're mm-hmm. Like like um, Henrik is is a junior guy. He probably would go for most of the the uh, the sessions mm-hmm. because he need he needs to, a base to to stand on. Mm-hmm. As you become a a more senior whatever, the sessions sort of kind of get decreased <laughs> in interest, and it's more mm-hmm. about asking specific questions and or maybe mm-hmm. just having conversations. So I would argue that bits is this fire hose of a place you will sleep for a week when you're done if, if you manage to mm-hmm. just consume all the stuff that you get there so it's it's this enormous in your face experience and then mm-hmm. maybe go to uh one or, or two other smaller events maybe mm-hmm. i highly recommend the the data saturdays uh they're they're a, a small step up from uh, from uh, the um the user groups and mm-hmm. also absolutely go to user groups. So for one yes. big event, yes, I think it's enough. Mm-hmm. And if March isn't a, a great month for whatever reason, are there other events so you don't feel that I miss bits? Should I now attend something else? What what other offers is out there? And and also let's let's also say we know most about the European and the US events. There might be a lot of other events in other parts of the world, which I think we all would love to attend at some point, but we, we just aren't as aware of what goes on uh, in Asia or South America or Africa or like other parts of the world. Antarctica. So, uh, <laughs> oh, it, it, yes, a lot of conferences there. Were sure. there a cruise in Antarctica a couple of years ago, like a data cruise in Antarctica? Have I dreamt uh, they, about they, that? No. Uh, so they they uh, were trying to do Hutterutan. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but they they that didn't is not Antarctica. To... It, or they go to Antarctica, I think, as well. But getting back to track. So other conferences <gasps> than SQL bits. There is, of course, many others. Uh, yeah. Some of the favorite ones I've been to is uh, maybe starting from a little bit from the smaller to the mm-hmm. bigger uh, data grillin. Uh, which will mm-hmm. be happening again next year. Mm-hmm. Very, I think, like cozy and welcoming vibe. So if looking for an easy way to really network and connect with people, I think that's an amazing event to start from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the also, tickets are limited though. It's just 200 seats. Yes. So it can be hard yes. to get a ticket, but it's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also and it's then, the, the ass end of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's very, very, not maybe the easiest to get to. And then we have Data Minds Connect. Uh, yeah. I think that is also a great event on the data side. Also, Simon has experience from that event now. It was so, a great fir- first data conference for a non-data person as well. Uh, but I think that had everything we spoke about. A, a mm-hmm. well-organized, good content, good mix of content. Apart from that Swedes are not used in getting sandwiches for lunch. <laughs> it's a Dutch or Belgian thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But other yeah, than that, it yeah. was good sandwiches. So 
Yeah. Yes. But this I can highly recommend. If you can handle the sandwiches, uh, <laughs> the event is recommended. And it's in yeah. a beautiful town as well. It is. Quite close to Brussels. And then uh, most recently I was in the US, in Seattle, not at Ignite, but at the other end of the conference center at Past Data Community Summit. And at least the past two years that I've been there, it's been really good. This year, particularly food was excellent. There's a huge variety of sessions. It is quite massive uh, as an event, and it is it mm. does cost, and it is an investment to go there. Uh, so it is maybe kind of uh, on the further side of reachable for many of us in Europe, at least. It takes time yep. and resources to be able to go there. And I'm going to go for Data Saturday Stockholm, Data Saturday oh, yes. Oslo. Yeah. Uh, yes. For some yes, reason, yes, yes. unfortunately, there there is no uh, Data Saturday Helsinki. There used to be. There used to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate, but there's nothing yeah. now. So th- those are the the really good stuff. So to just repeat that, you have SQL Bits in in March. Then you have Data Grillen, who usually is in June. If June, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I think Data Saturday Stockholm is kind of May timeframe. Uh, SQL Saturday Oslo. Yeah, Data Saturday Oslo is in September. September. We have um, Data Mines Connect, which is in October. And then Pass, which is, do we know when that is next year? It's probably going to be November. November-ish. Yeah, November. So, And then you have a good variety of size for those and a good variety over the season uh, and cost, of course, as well. Uh, before we have a few minutes left, so when you attend a session, I think we have spoken about this before too. What what should you do to prepare yourself so that you get the most out of the conference you're attending? I, I would first and foremost say have a goal for yourself. Why are you attending? What do you want to learn? And then backtrack that into which sessions should I attend? Who should I speak to? And what should I do to ensure that I'm ready to get this new knowledge into me? And also afterwards, how can I ensure to have time after the conference to put everything I've learned into action? That would be my my suggestion. Agreed. And I would add to that... For every day you were there, um, write down one thing you learned, mm-hmm. because there there will be so many impressions. And when you're done, you're going to be like a, a damp rag. So mm-hmm. so much will just pour out of your ears. If you put it to writing, it it's going to stay there. Um, and as, mm-hmm. as Simon said, it's all about expectation management. Be mm-hmm. be clear on why you're there. Be clear on what you want to achieve, but do not be too specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with both hints. Uh, so I'm going to take a little different approach. I would say mm-hmm. make sure you are rested and you've been sleeping yeah. well before the event, because it, especially if you're doing a multi-event conference, multi-day conference, I mean, It will take a lot of energy out of you, so make sure you're well-rested and kind of ready to go from that perspective as well. Uh, And then one hint I would give is that remember that at least a lot of the speakers are really open to people coming up to them and speaking to them and asking questions and connecting. And I at least personally welcome it 
Uh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm really happy to do that anytime. So just be mm-hmm. brave and go speak to people that you want to speak to. And and one last thing before we wrap this up, and we should try to wrap this up on time. The first time, the bigger the event you visit, the less you will feel afterwards that did I really get everything possible out of this. Especially for mm-hmm. the really big conferences, it takes yeah. at least a year to learn how it works. Uh, and that is really hard for a lot of managers to understand too. But when you are at something like Pass or SQL Bits or Ignite, mm-hmm. it's an overwhelming experience. There are so many people, there are so many choices, there are so many practical things you need to understand and know about it. So mm-hmm. keep your expectations at a good level. And if you feel after the event that, did I really get the most out of this? You probably did did do so. But you also learned Very a lot true. so that the next time you go, you will feel much better and will be much better prepared in, in handling what you want to learn. And I, I will go over time because I think this, oh. this small detail is, is important. For the record, Alexander is going over time. I am. It's all about cost, right? And, yes, and of course. Buying mm-hmm. buying tickets, buying um, hotels, traveling to faraway mm-hmm. lands, it is expensive. In 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 the the old days, again before for YouTube, you went to training three, four, mm-hmm. five days somewhere, Stockholm, whatever, on SQL Server training, and you spent these days just hammering away at a keyboard for five days, and then you were dead. You went back to your your, your hotel, <laughs> but you. You could go back to your company and go, I went to this training for this thousands amount of euros and I did this. And that's easy. You, you can connect a cost to a, a, a training and thus you learn something. It's more difficult to use the same theory on a conference because you don't learn specific things. You, you learn tidbits. But that's, in my view, the thing. You don't need five days of something. You need an idea. You need an aha moment. So getting a handful of those, 10, 12, 13 sessions, one-hour sessions, gives you the way to start asking the right questions. So in my perspective, it is vastly outperforming the price performance uh, compared to your normal training any day of the week. Mm. You're spending, in my view, less money, less time to get much, much more learning. And you also go home with names that you can call on when you get stuck. Mm -hmm. So taking together, again, in my perspective, a conference is a much better investment in every way than a classical training. And do remember that I'm I'm a trainer for 20 years and I'm... I'm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is my opinion. Hendrik, thank you so much for your email. We hope that this was valuable to you. And if you have any follow-ups or if anyone else out there have follow-ups on this topic or any other topic, please feel free to reach out to us. We will put the the contact details in the show notes. I think we should be doing that more often. I think it's info at needypintech.com or podcast at needypintech.com. I think I have all the aliases. So if you write anything at needypintech.com, it will probably reach us. <laughs> uh, we are more than happy to get your questions, your feedback, and your suggestions for new topics. And we actually will have uh, some other 
um, email-driven topics coming up in in later episodes. So, Henrik, best of luck. Uh, And if you find any of us at any conference or user group in the future, please come by and say hello. And on that, it's time to end. Thank you for today. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Native in Tech. Native in Tech is a bi-weekly technology podcast hosted by Alexander Arvidsson, Simon Binder, and Heini Hilmaninen. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to be part of an episode, please reach out to us on social media or via email at podcast at nativeintech.com.